0: Everyone always asks me where I get my meat from, and given that I really eat meat on a daily basis, um, typically beef primarily, uh, my meat is very important to me. I have an autoimmune condition, and I want grain-free, corn-free meat, and I just haven't found the confidence in stores in knowing that I'm getting 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef. And I have searched and searched and searched for the right farm, and I have found the farm. It's fedfromthefarm.com. Fed, F E D, from the farm.com. These farmers are amazing. It's a it's it's a family. They're they're here in Missouri and they have the desire just like I do to see people well and to see people healthy. And they put a lot into what they do. It's such a wonderful family to support. They do uh, offer a hundred percent grass finished, grass fed, meaning that's it. Uh, a beef and I get my ribeyes, I get, uh, you know, my ground beef, my ground sirloin, I get my chuck roast I mean they basically have everything they even have awesome jerky but they also have eggs they have chickens and they have turkey I'm planning on getting a turkey uh, for Thanksgiving and if you'd like lamb they have that as well Uh, but if you are in need of good quality grass-fed grass-finished beef or quality eggs chicken chicken turkey uh don't don't just settle for what you're getting at the local store uh to go out on the internet and check out fed from the farm uh that you can arrange a pickup or you can have it delivered to your for for, for, to your home and i can guarantee you you're going to taste the difference Uh, for me it my health actually depends on it so i really thank god to have found such a great farmer fedfromthefarm.com i hope it blesses you Okay, I think we're all set I have lots of uh, fun interesting things to talk about today so I think it's gonna be a good discussion I mean I think every discussion we have is a good discussion but um, I am at home today so this might be a little bit different setting as of right now I have two dogs in here with me and if I didn't do that they would just sit outside my den doors and just stare at me and breathe and occasionally uh, howl so uh The littlest dogs seem like they're the noisiest dogs, but I hope that that isn't distracting if they're snoring or doing something completely odd, but um, I have worked from home uh, for the past week, so I um, just hope it, it ends up working out okay. So if it's a problem, please guys let me know or if you guys have any issues with hearing me or something like that. Uh, but it really shouldn't be a problem. I, I've I've done that. I did this all throughout quarantine and it seemed like it worked just fine. So um, <clears throat> some really uh, interesting topics that we're going to talk about a little bit today. I am going to use my phone a little bit for some of them um, because I want to uh, go through some different recipes for you guys. But we are going to talk about clean baking for the first topic. Uh, so I was just kind of giving uh, everyone a chance to get kind of logged in here And again, I know not all of you listen to this live, but I was just giving everybody a chance to kind of get started. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about how we can take a standard baking recipe and turn it into something more clean. Uh, And then we're also going to uh, go through some of Sophie's recipes that we have. Um, Not the ones that we use for the bakery, but some that we have in uh, the Fuel Your Family Cookbook. Uh, In addition to, we have them on um, some um, uh, different recipe cards up at the front desk. And then uh, we're going to talk a little bit from an exercise perspective. Um, Actually, before we even get to that, when when we're talking about clean baking, we're going to segue into cholesterol and we're just going to take a short stop at cholesterol and talk a little bit about how to manage cholesterol and that our focus should be more on managing inflammation and managing inflammation. Our focus should be more on um, identifying where our insulin patterns are and how controlled our blood sugar is because the biggest raise to our cholesterol will come from insulin uh, and the less from cholesterol in itself. So uh, less from fat and more from insulin. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, In our exercise segment, uh, we're going to talk kind of interesting about things that would help your lymphatic system uh, be more stimulated. So um, I'm going to talk a little bit about dry brushing. I put some stuff out there on that and on our page. And then I'm going to talk about the Massage Star, just ways to increase lymphatic flow. And then we're also going to talk about walking and just ways of rebounding your lymphatic system. And then lastly, we're going to go back to that new book that I read from last week um, for Jocko, and it's called The Code. And I put a link from Amazon out to our um, page so that if you all want it, it's only $9.99. So it's really not that bad. It's paperback, but it's only $9.99. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the code that we talked about last week to see if you all maybe kind of established any type of a code for you. And then today we're going to talk more about the path and how to uh, set that path in front of you for that code. Um, So again, I'm just going to warn you that I am at home. Uh, we do have someone that is supposed to be here around one o'clock. So if you do hear my little dog bark, I apologize for that. Uh, but it should be short and sweet. So and if you do hear dogs snoring, I apologize for that. But they really like being in the room with me. So they're over there. I they, They're not here, but they're over there and the microphones are kind of close. So just want to give you a heads up. Okay, so first thing we're going to talk about And this just felt like the most standard recipe I thought I could come up with was the Nestle Toll House uh, cookie uh, recipe. So I'm going to just go off my phone. I figured instead of printing all this stuff um, and I just Googled Nestle Toll House cookie recipe. All right. This is what's on the back of Nestle chocolate chips. So um, I'm just looking at this recipe and the first ingredient is gonna be two and a fourth cup of all purpose flour. I would use almond flour in replacement for that. Um, The reason I'd use almond flour over coconut flour is because why add all those extra carbs if you don't have to? And you can also add good quality fat with the almond flour. So I personally would use almond flour. Uh, one teaspoon baking soda, one teaspoon salt. I always use sea salt. I use the finely granulated sea salt. It says one cup, two sticks of butter or margarine softened. Um, so softened is different than melted. So please don't melt this, okay? And I might even on Monday when I start my baking uh, for the bakery, I might even do a real quick video of what it looks like when I put coconut oil in my, um, KitchenAid mixer. And like when I go at a certain pace, how that butters the coconut oil. So I'm, I might, if I can remember to do that on Monday, I'll do that for you guys. So if you see a random video of me just buttering coconut oil, it's just to give you kind of an idea of how you can, um, take something like this recipe and if you're not going to use butter you could use coconut oil you know if you really want to use butter and you don't seem to have an issue with dairy then i would use Kerrygold. i would use some form of organic grass-fed butter for sure Uh, but if you don't have to use butter then why use butter you know um, what i would do is it it calls for two sticks of uh, butter or margarine So you just need to, or it says one cup. So you would just do one cup of coconut oil. You don't want the coconut oil melted, but you do want it softened. So what I do is I'll uh, put my coconut oil in the cabinet above my microwave. Now it's not liquidy, it's not soupy, it's just soft. And even if you don't do that, it's okay if you put it hard as a rock in your KitchenAid mixer. Um, we'll get back to that and what we're going to do with that, but that's what it's calling for. And that's what I would call for instead of butter. Then it calls for a teaspoon of vanilla, two large eggs, and then a package of your morsels. So for chocolate chips, I always use the Enjoy Life chocolate chips. Now they still have sugar in them, so please don't think that they're perfect because they're not. However, they are gluten free and dairy free. So for my daughter, um, I would rather see her be able to be gluten free and dairy free. Now, I did notice that Nestle had a gluten free, dairy free chip about a month ago. Okay, and I believe I saw that at uh, Fresh Time. And what that means is, on the back, the ingredients are like three ingredients. Okay, and so you're not you're not seeing anything negative being added like soy or just garbage ingredients so that's nice to see that they're starting to correct things and uh the only reason i haven't used them in the bakery is because we've gotten so accustomed to using mini chips um in in all of our baked goods that i'm just afraid i don't know if our clients would like the full size chips so i'm going to experiment with that at some point and test a few clients and see what they think if they like the full size chips. I mean, who knows? They may like it better. Um, I'm always, you know, a little hesitant with change because everybody seems to really like everything. So that's our recipe. All right. Now, whenever you're baking cookies and we'll use cookies as the example, what you're going to do is you're going to start with your butter and you're going to start blending your butter. Okay. And then it's going to tell you, okay, let's just, it'll tell you very specifically what it wants you to combine. Like here it says flour, baking soda, salt into a small bowl, and you're setting that aside. Then it's asking for you to beat butter, sugar, brown sugar, vanilla in a large mixer bowl until creamy. Now, what I would do instead of doing sugar is that I would do vanilla or chocolate because you could make a chocolate cookie if you use chocolate egg white protein powder. And that's what I do for my bakery. So this calls for one or or three quarters of a cup of granulated sugar and three quarters of a cup of brown sugar. Don't freak out about that. I don't have brown sugar. What's the difference? Uh, It's just a little bit of molasses. It's really not that big of a deal. Okay. So you really don't need that. Um, what I would do is both of those three quarter times two, I would do one and a half cups of vanilla egg white protein powder. Okay. So what I would do is take your coconut oil, take the full cup of coconut oil, put it in your KitchenAid blender and start fairly high and get that thing going. Walk away from it. Don't go near it for at least three or four minutes. Just let it sit there and mix. And within about five minutes, you should have a really pretty smooth. uh, When I say pretty, I mean pretty. It's like attractive. Um, It's like a butter. It looks like a really pretty butter, just like your softened butter would look after you've creamed it. So we're going to do that coconut oil all by itself so we can get that creamed. Okay. If that makes sense. And then what I would suggest, since you have the oil is start adding your dry ingredients. So that's going to be your almond flour. That's going to be your baking soda. That's going to be your uh, protein powder, the egg white flavored protein powder, the vanilla or the chocolate protein powder. That's going to be your salt. Get all that added and then you'll start to see that become like, almost like pea size. Okay. It's kind of almost feels like we're making a pie crust now, right? So once you start to see that pea size, Then we'll start to get some liquid going. So what I would do is add the teaspoon of vanilla. Okay. To get a little bit of that liquid in there. And then I would add your two eggs and look and see how the consistency of that is. If all of that feels like it looks like the normal consistency of a chocolate chip cookie, you're set. If you feel like it's still too dry, add a third egg. Everybody's a little different. Everyone likes a little different consistency, but what you don't want is a runny, uh, uh, you don't want it to get runny. So by all means, start it with the two eggs. I've done just fine doing it with two eggs. In addition, if you decide that you want to add a third maybe the first thing you should do is just add an egg white of the egg, sit there and hold on to that yolk, let that spin. And if that looks well combined and it looks like it's not too dry, don't even worry about adding that egg yolk. But if it does feel like it needs the egg yolk, add the egg yolk. Now, another thing that you could add instead of the third egg, would be a quarter of a cup of unsweetened applesauce. And that would add a little bit of moisture in there as well. And then to finish it off, the vanilla protein powder is going to be sweetened with, you know, monk fruit and stevia. I would add a couple more dashes of stevia. So just get that pure Stevia powder and just get that little miniature spoon. And I'd add like four of the miniature spoons worth of Stevia and get that blended up. And then I would just take your uh, chocolate chips and get those all blended in there. And then you're ready to roll. Now something fun to do with that would be to get yourself either an eight by eight pan or to get yourself like half of a jelly roll plant pan. So like a sheet cake pan would be like this, but get one of those that's more like this and then spread it out and you would make chocolate chip bars and then just bake it. Now, as far as this is concerned, it says for the cookies you're going to bake it between 13 and 15 minutes per cookie sheet. So I would start at the very low point. If I did cookies or if I did a bar, uh, uh in, in a, in a, uh, like an actual dish, I would start at that 13 minutes. I would open up my oven. I would stick my tester in the center. And if I'm getting, you know, chocolate, that's one thing. But if I'm getting the actual, I'm still getting ingredients, I'm going to stick it back in for two more minutes. Hey, if for some reason you have to go 17 minutes, don't worry about it. You've got some different ingredients there. So it's just going to cook a little bit differently. So you're going to have to have that flexibility and that willingness to change. Now, this is just one recipe, okay, that I, that I changed. All right. But what I'm telling you is, is that what I replace sugar with is the brand M R M egg white protein powder, and they have vanilla or they have chocolate. So you can go either direction with it. Um, they also have the brand J Rob that you could use and I believe Whole Foods has their own brand, but this is something you can just simply go onto Amazon and order. I just ordered some the other day. Amazon's price on that, uh, egg white protein powder is actually less than what I can get it wholesale from the, uh, manufacturer. So I don't even buy it from MRM anymore. I just buy it from Amazon. And I'm not going to say that's forever. uh, But for the past few times I've had to order, that's how I've ordered it. So just know you're getting a pretty good deal. Um, Also, O'Fallon Nutrition sells it. And I feel that they sell it at a good price as well. Fresh Time does sell a flavored uh, egg white. Please don't get the unflavored egg white protein powder. You're not going to like the way these cookies taste, okay? And also you know, um, just be aware that, uh, let's see, can you tell the brand of the applesauce and stevia, uh, applesauce, just as long as it's unsweetened, I mean, whole foods, I get their 365 brand, uh, if you want it organic, just get the organic. And I mean, it doesn't even have to be that big a deal. Like if you have some in the fridge for your kids, those little bitty containers, you know, grab one of those little bitty containers and just throw one of those in there and kind of see, but it just needs to be unsweetened. Um, Something fun that I do with my chocolate chip cookies with the bakery is I add cinnamon to them. So, uh, you know, the regular Toll House cookie recipe doesn't call for that, but I add cinnamon to them. I think it just adds a little extra flavor. Again, you could even, you know, be kind of fun and use the chocolate protein powder. Um, and, and just kind of make it more of a chocolatey cookie. As far as Stevia is concerned, the main thing you're looking for is the purest form of Stevia you can find. 365 has a brand from Whole Foods. Now Foods has has their own version. I usually just go on Amazon and do now foods, pure stevia powder, Uh, and on the ingredients, you're just gonna see pure stevia. There's no dextrose. There's no maltodextrin. There's no erythritol. It's just pure stevia, which means they took a plant and they turned it into a powder and they put it in that container. So that's, what's important. That's what we're looking for. Okay. Um, and if you have any questions, just text me about that too. Like if you want to run by the one that you purchased and I can certainly go out to our page and add stevia there when we're all finished. Okay. So now I want to show you some Sophie recipes. Okay. And so I went the muffin direction since we just started, since we just talked about cookies. Okay. So one recipe that I have is for banana nut protein muffins. And I've posted all of these on our page. All right. So it calls for two scoops of the egg white protein powder, uh, baking powder, almond flour, almond or cashew butter, bananas, vanilla, cinnamon, sea salt, maple syrup, or applesauce. So you can use one or the other. If you want to be lower carb and lower sugar, I would use the unsweetened applesauce and then chopped walnuts or pecans. And I mean, there's nothing complicated about this. Everything goes in the, the mixer bowl with KitchenAid. That's what's so cool about these recipes and you just blend it up. The only thing I can say is when you start to use almond butter or you start to use cashew butter, they are all different levels of, they all have different levels of moisture in them. So if you just get them out of the grinder, it really may not be as moist. So what you may need to do is add a little bit of unsweetened vanilla coconut milk or almond milk. Or you may need to add a little bit more of your applesauce, just so you've got a little bit more liquid in there to make it more moist. And a little bit more applesauce does really well because that can make it very moist. But just be aware of that different nut butters will be will have like a different amount of dryness. So that's the Sophie's banana nut muffin. This one was really popular. Sophie really liked this one. And that's the chocolate chip uh, protein muffin. And this is just a muffin. It doesn't have any pumpkin in it like our bakery one does. And it's the egg white protein powder. It's baking powder, almond flour. And then uh, again, almond or cashew butter, applesauce, uh, vanilla, maple syrup, or honey, and then your chocolate chips. And that's it. You know, so again, same concept. If you blend that and you feel like, like what a muffin should be is we should be able to pour the muffin out. Now it can still be thick. It doesn't need to be liquid by any means. Okay. So we actually, you should be able to scoop or pour it out to some extent. Um, We actually scoop our muffins out because they are thick because of the um, uh, pumpkin that we put in there. Uh, But what you don't want it to be is so dry that it almost looks like a cookie because it's going to taste that dry. So when you put nut butter in something, you run the risk of that dryness. So don't be afraid to add more applesauce, to add an egg to it. Don't be afraid to add a little bit of unsweetened coconut milk or a little bit of unsweetened uh, almond milk to it. You're going to have to eyeball it. If it really looks like it's too grainy and too dry, you need to add some more liquid to it. But you do not want this to be liquidy, or it's not going to form in the oven. Okay. Again, we're using that egg white protein powder. Then I have apple pie protein muffins, and that has the so delicious unsweetened vanilla coconut milk yogurt, cinnamon, unsweetened applesauce, a gluten-free oatmeal. Uh, Ancient Nutrition has a bone broth protein that is The flavor, apple cinnamon. It's so yummy. That's a great way to make a smoothie is just to get that protein powder. At this time of year, it just tastes awesome. Or you could put that in your coffee and make a latte. It's really good. And it's the brand Ancient Nutrition Apple Cinnamon Bone Broth Powder. Uh, Vanilla, uh, maple syrup or applesauce again. Eggs, cinnamon, cinnamon baking powder, sea salt, and then one cup of peeled, chopped apple. And so we're just blending all that together and then adding the uh, chopped apple at the very end and then baking it. Same thing with moisture, though. Uh, Then I've got the strawberry protein muffins. Same thing where we use the yogurt, we use the applesauce, the oatmeal. Um, The only thing different in this recipe from what I just mentioned was that I take out the apple I add two tablespoons of all fruit, strawberry preserves, and then, and it's just an all fruit version. And then I add chopped strawberries. Okay. And then the final one that I have, or actually I have two more is, uh, I'll go over since we're on a fruit kick here, I'll go to the blueberry vanilla ones. And I use oats, bananas, maple syrup, vanilla, uh, the egg white protein powder, the nut butter, eggs, applesauce, baking powder, unsweetened vanilla coconut milk, blueberries, and then sea salt. I know I'm going fast, but these are all posted on the page. So you can go out there and look. I don't want to go, I just want to give you ideas and start sparking things in your mind. Always add the blueberries at the end and always fold those in. With the strawberries, Um, same thing. Just add those at the very end. Okay. I would blend the preserves, but then I would fold in the strawberries. Then the last one, Sophie loved these. She said it felt like she was eating chocolate cake. Um, the chocolate protein muffins, bananas, eggs, peanut butter, cashew butter, or almond butter. If you can use almond butter or you can use cashew butter, I would do that because peanut butter is such a high histamine producing food, you're very likely to have a response from it. Cocoa powder, um, your egg white protein powder, maple syrup or applesauce, vanilla, uh, baking soda, and then the gluten-free chocolate chips, the gluten-free, dairy-free chocolate chips. And again, we're just mixing all this together. And then, and I use my KitchenAid mixer for everything, but all of these are out here to kind of get you some creativity. The first thing I want to say is, um, number one, if you're doing a one-on-one nutrition program with me, uh, don't just start making all of this stuff and think because you learned about it in the group that it's a good idea to just start adding it to your day. Okay. This group nutrition program is intended to give you a curriculum for nutrition for the rest of your life. If you're doing a one on one program with me, there's very specific reasons why we're eating things and why we're not eating things. Okay, and all of those recipes that I just listed for you, those are not recipes to lose weight on. Those are recipes to keep you from eating Chips Ahoy cookies. They're recipes to keep you from eating Oreos. They're recipes to keep you from going to a party and eating their Cheesecake Factory Cheesecake. Now you have your snack. But if you're knee deep in weight loss, you don't want to start throwing this stuff in or you're really going to find yourself halting. And then the next thing I know, I'm going to get a message and you're going to tell me that you've had a plateau. But the reality is, is that you haven't hit a plateau. You just changed your diet and you start allowing yourself to bring things in that really are not part of your plan. Now, is this a better way to bake? Yes. So if you're going to bake something and you're going to go knee deep and have something that you shouldn't have, this is way better to have. Okay. In addition, if you are a sugar addict and you find yourself, a little bit of sugar makes you have a whole lot of sugar. Be cautious using the maple syrup in these items. I would only use applesauce and stevia. That maple syrup is still sugar and it's still going to prompt you to want more sugar. It is absolutely a more natural route. Okay? Absolutely. Way better. But the problem is is it's still sugar. These chocolate chips still have sugar in them. So, you know, you, you can't, You can't, um, you know, not, you're, you're gonna still prompt yourself, okay. To want more sugar. So we gotta be careful with that. But by all means, if it's your birthday and you want to have something that's a cleaner option, these are great options. And then I also brought these in and then I posted them for you too. Um, this is the kind of stuff that I'll do for Sophie and for John. Um, when it's like a special sort of occasion or a special option, I just get this stuff at Whole Foods, but I'm certain that Dearburg's and Fresh Time sells it. Uh, the brand is Simple Mills and this stuff is made with almond flour. So here is a chocolate muffin and cake mix. Um, I'll make this with the, uh, white frosting. Ingredients are almond flour, organic coconut sugar, cocoa, arrowroot, organic coconut flour, baking soda, and sea salt. Okay, the grams of sugar is nine grams. It's not that bad. I mean, that's coming from organic coconut sugar. People think because it says the word organic and coconut that it's like, woo, this is sky's the limit. Let's go for chocolate cake. It's still sugar, guys. Coconut sugar is still sugar. Your body still processes it like sugar, it's still going to have an insulin response just like sugar. However, if I got the Betty Crocker cake mix out and I compared the two of these, night and day difference in the ingredients that you're getting, not to mention it wouldn't be gluten free, it wouldn't be dairy free. So you're getting a way better product. And if you have a kid that has sensitivities, like my daughter has sensitivities, you're going to want to do stuff like this instead. Um, the grams of carbs Now it says this is just for one muffin or one slice of cake, which is 27 grams. Um, it is 110 calories, but it's 14 grams of carbs. Now that's without frosting though, guys. So just remember that. And then I have a vanilla cake mix here. Um, and I'll do fun things with this. I'll add the chocolate chips in there. Um, and I'll do chocolate frosting on top of it. Sometimes, um, Sophie likes it if I do chocolate and vanilla. So I'll do a line of chocolate frosting, a line of vanilla frosting, a line of chocolate frosting, and a line of vanilla frosting. So then a piece of cake will get them both chocolate and vanilla frosting. is kind of fun. I've always wanted to try to figure out like how to do a checkerboard one, but like I'm, I never have that much extra time. So when we look at the frosting... It would be fun, though, if I did. Uh, And then when I go on vacation, I always have this concept that I'm going to do that. Like, it's going to be fun. And then I get there and I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make them a cake, which is a blessing anyways that I'm doing on vacation. And then I'm going to go sit on the front porch because that's what I'm supposed to do while I'm on vacation. Okay, so here's our frosting. looks just like normal frosting. Organic palm shortening. Organic powdered sugar. So it has sugar in it. Organic Dutch cocoa powder, organic tapioca starch, vanilla extract, uh, organic rosemary extract, sea salt, monk fruit extract. So, I mean, there's still powdered sugar in here. And it's eight grams of carbohydrates and seven grams of sugar. So, I mean, if I add that to this, you know, you're going to be consuming 17 grams of sugar. It's, It's still high. So, if you could have that without the frosting, It would be way better and it's still going to taste good. It's still a chocolate muffin. So if you could bring that to a party instead of having something that you're not supposed to have, I think you would fare so much better and just feel so much better at the end of that. Okay. Now, another last final thing uh, that I get for them through Simple Mills is they have a chocolate chip cookie mix. Okay. So I get that for them as well. And then I scoop them with my little miniature muffin scoop and I make cookies that are this size. And then I put the frosting in the center of it and I make them little uh, uh, chocolate chip cookie sandwiches. But they're mini, mini. Uh, so I make the little mini ones. I will say I have made the giant ones for John before. So the ingredients in this is almond flour, chocolate chips, which which is cane sugar, cocoa liqueur, and cocoa butter. Uh, organic coconut sugar, tapioca, organic coconut flour, uh, baking soda, and sea salt. Still organic. It's still gluten-free. Carbohydrates are 14. Sugars are eight. Okay. So this is just for one cookie and they're supposed to get 12. You're supposed to get 12 cookies out of this. So do I think That And you can use coconut oil on this oil. You can use any oil you want, but just use coconut oil to keep it dairy-free. Do I think, and I've always added the egg white protein to this. I just always do. Because I'm like, ah, let's just get some protein to slow down the absorption of the sugar. Anytime I make that cake, I add it. I add that protein powder because, (coughs) excuse me, um, (coughs) why not get some extra protein in? That's just what I've always done. And so it, it. I may add a little bit more liquid or I may even add like a little bit of coconut milk in there because I want to add a little bit more moisture to it. So just know um, that that's an option. But like, why not add protein to it? Just get them some good quality protein while they're having that sugar. I think that's a great idea. So those are a way, 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 way healthier option. You could kind of break some of that down. You could make that cake for your family, but save a section and don't put any frosting on it for you and allow you to just, um, you know, allow you to just put, you know, get yours without the uh, the frosting. How much protein powder am I adding? Um, I would say I probably add one to two scoops of protein powder. Um, it, you know, typically one scoop's going to be about 20 grams of protein. So it's just nice to be able to have that and distribute it. And honestly, it just adds flavor to it, you know, so it just adds more depth of flavor. But I do, again, always add a little almond milk or coconut milk to it, just so I'm not like changing the consistency of it. I don't want to totally dry it out. So And the egg white protein just causes it to rise a little bit. And you can certainly uh, make the muffins. And they do have a banana muffin recipe or uh, in a box also. Um, I do think you could potentially make them a little bit more lower carb if you did them on your own. Uh, but they, they do have one that you could buy that would be a box mix. So just know that's an option. I'm excited about options like this because I've been doing this for almost 20 years. And I mean it just wasn't out there. You couldn't send someone to a grocery store and have them get something that was even doable or maybe even like <laughs> tolerable. Like you might make it and be like, Oh gosh, that tastes like a brick. You know what I mean? So it they seem to really like it, I have never tried them personally. I can't go near nuts. So I can't have almond flour or anything like that. Um, and I, and I can't really do sugar of any sort. So I just unfortunately have not tried it. I have tried all my baked goods. I like two and a half years ago, put myself into uh, what felt like just extreme histamine responses for an entire week, uh, testing all of my um, recipes, but I haven't had them since. So I uh, just I trust all my taste testers to let me know if something isn't tasting right. Okay, now that we're on this topic of sugar in baked goods, um, again, remember, none of these are going to help you lose weight. Not a single one of these healthy desserts will help you lose weight. They will keep you from getting inflamed because you're not having corn syrup, you're not having gluten, you're not having dairy, you're not having sugar to some extent, okay? Um, so they're going to keep you from having a major insulin spike, but they're, they're still capable of raising your weight. So if you're in a weight loss season, You don't want to just start randomly adding this. If you're in a position to where you're trying to, uh, you know, keep yourself uh, from, from sugar and you find yourself very sugar addicted, then start with this. This is your step out of sugar. You know, that's, you know, that's one way or with the Sophie muffins, that's one way out of sugar you know, and then you can work yourself into a different plan where there's less and less of those items as well. But again, when we're thinking about cholesterol, what we want to recognize is our biggest build to cholesterol is going to come from insulin spikes. So if you're not controlling insulin and you're having blood sugar spikes every day, you're creating that internal inflammation with those insulin spikes and that is your biggest culprit for the high cholesterol. I would highly recommend typing in the words, uh, uh, cholesterol clarity into Google. There's a guy named Jimmy Moore. He wrote a great book. That is a really, really good resource for cholesterol. Um, in addition, another great book is called Keto Adapted. Don't worry about the word Keto. It's Maria Emmerich. You don't have to go on Keto, but she puts some really good points out there to help you to understand how to manage blood sugar. Anything from Mark Hyman, H Y M A N out there on Google in relation to cholesterol would be great information. Dr. William Davis is an actual cardiologist. He'll be the first to tell you that insulin and sugar control is your number one issue when it comes to cholesterol. If I'm having eggs, I'm not worried about the cholesterol. As long as I'm not having eggs with toast. If I'm having eggs with toast and cereal, I'm worried about the cholesterol because once I have the toast, once I have the cereal, I've positioned myself to be in an insulin burning zone, okay, and my body is going to use insulin for energy. That is the source it will choose every time. There's no way out of it, okay? So all that extra fat and cholesterol on the eggs gets dumped in your liver and it stores in your liver. That's what causes fatty liver disease as well as that's what's going to cause a higher cholesterol and it'll store his body fat. So I definitely don't eat steak and potato, okay? Because high cholesterol, high insulin. I eat steak and broccoli, steak and green beans. I eat eggs and berries, very low glycemic. Eggs and vegetables, very low. There's No blood sugar response from that. So then I'm going to use all the fat and the eggs as my energy source. It's not going to dump off in the liver. Fructose is also a really big cause of high cholesterol. If you're having too much fruit in a day or your drinks are sweetened with fructose, your bars are sweetened with fructose, you're raising your cholesterol by the fructose. One very easy way to do this is by having dates and figs in the things that you're having. People will make these, uh, healthy protein bars and they're just filled with dates and figs and they're getting between 30 and 60 grams of fructose in a day. And we really shouldn't be consuming more than 15 to 25 grams in a day. A cup of berries is going to be between three and five grams of fructose, a banana, an apple, a cup of grapes, or, um, an orange is all equal to 15 grams of fructose. So that's why it matters even the type of fruit you have and the amount of fruit you have. Don't fear fruit. Don't feel like you have to stay away from fruit. Okay. Only time I tell someone to stay away from fruit is if they in very specifically are dealing with small intestinal bacteria overgrowth or a yeast overgrowth, then we need to back away from fruit for a little while. But you've got to watch the amount of fruit you have because it is going to play a role in your cholesterol. Don't focus on the fat unless it's bad fat. If you're eating butter every day, if you're having peanut oil, soybean oil, canola oil, sunflower oil, cottonseed oil, look at the ingredients of all of your sauces, look at the ingredients of all of your dressings, look at the ingredients on your nuts if they're saturated in those oils that's raising your cholesterol it's also raising inflammation in your body so let's really put some focus on that okay guys now from a lymphatic system standpoint when our lymph system is not draining properly i want you to understand that you're not removing toxins from your body like you should okay so your your body has lymph nodes everywhere okay you're covered in lymph nodes if you're curious go out to google and type in map of lymph nodes so you can see and i've talked about how if your hip flexors get tight the lymph nodes get blocked here and your calves and feet will start to swell i've talked about if this in here starts to get tight all of this will start to get bound up and you'll get sinus pressure because your lymph will not drain properly Your arms will also look watery and that lymph will get locked up in there. So one way of stimulating the lymph to drain is stretching. I've taught you stretches each week. I'm going to keep teaching you stretches each week. Keep doing them guys. They make a big difference. Yoga would be great as long as it's not power yoga, it's, it's yoga for flexibility. Okay. That's what you're looking for. Um, and please don't feel like you need to dehydrate while doing that yoga. Cause uh, we might be actually adding insult to injury. One way of stimulating that lymphatic, uh, 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 flow would be just simply walking. And I have so many clients that are doing too high of an intensity of cardio. Okay because they walk around swollen, they're constantly holding water, and they're trying to run. And running, I've had, over the 20 years of doing this, I have had countless females have run for years. And I, they think I'm crazy when I ask them to do this. They're like, there's no way I'm gonna lose weight. And I say, I need 30 days of no running. All I want you to do is walk. I almost would prefer it if you have a treadmill. So I know it's going to be a neutral plane. I want you to walk at a fast pace, like a 3.5. And I want you to pump your arms the entire time, 20 to 40 minutes. And I want you to do that every day, first thing in the morning, fasted, if you can. And what that will do is rebound the lymph system. What the running does is it creates such a pump that it actually aggravates And it causes almost like an adrenaline cortisol response and it makes your body swell even more. Therefore, the lymphatic system stays locked up even more. I'm not saying that you can't ever run again. I'm just saying if you're walking around swollen, it's really something that we have to take into consideration. Okay, so test the waters with that. Walking every day, even if you can only get 10 minutes, will stimulate that lymphatic system. I feel so much more alert, so much more alive, so much more awake. I just feel so much more effective when I can get my walk in first thing in the morning. Okay. Even if it's only five minutes, I still feel so much better. I have the treadmill in my bedroom, which I don't love, but I have it in there so that I wake up and I just walk straight to it. I don't even walk my dogs. I get on that thing first and they just look at me like, when do we get to walk? And then after that I walk them. Okay. Now, Two other ways we can stimulate the lymphatic system. First one is gonna be dry brushing. And I posted a a link to how to buy a dry brush. This is the simplest thing in the world. All I'm going to do, and what I would do is I would go out and Google map for dry brushing so that it'll show you exactly how you should do it because you're gonna work up to your heart. So don't just trust me, download your own map, but you start working up, And I'm just brushing all angles of my legs. Now with no clothes on, I'm going to start going through my groin area too. I'm going to come up my stomach and I'm going to move everything in towards my heart. But please get your own directions for that. For my arms. I almost, I do my arms every single day. I just go like this. Now, of course I don't want to have a shirt on to do it because that's not going to stimulate it as much. So when you're getting out of the shower, just use your dry brush, get yourself a map on how to use this. Then what I suggest doing at nighttime, and I posted a link to this, is getting this massage star, leaving it on your bedside, okay? And then get yourself some lotion, put some lotion. I just have a little pump lotion right on my bedside. I put it on there and I take it and I just start going all through my arms because my arms always get swollen. I go all through here. I can even feel this through my shirt, like, cause I can feel that that area is tight on me. So I go all through it. I go all through here. This always gets tight from the baking and then I open up, I lay on my bed and open up and I go all through the brachial plexus because those nerves get super tightened up. They get restricted. The nerves don't get tight, but those muscles get tight and then they restrict your nerves and your arms will start to go numb, which mine do when I sleep. So I go all through this. Then I take kind of the pointier part of it and I come up here and I feed all through my traps. I get all that loosened up. I mean, just from doing this with you for this amount of time, I can already feel better circulation in my arm. I know you probably think I'm just making that up. I'm not making it up. I can feel more circulation in my arm just from doing that. I take this little one, in and then I go up and I start feeding down my neck okay just like this and then I go to my occiput up here occipital bone and I just loosen up my fascia all around there just rolling around it just loosening up my fascia and that helps so much to get my neck released guys this thing's like $19.99 this is not excited. this is not expensive Okay, these are really great things. If you loosen your lymph up at night, and then you wake up, take your bath, take your shower, and then just activate it with your walking and activate it with the dry brushing in the morning, you will be so much less swollen. Now, it's no different with your legs, okay? I'm just going to go through my calf. It's the same concept with my legs. I'm just going to roll all through it. I tend to focus more on my arms because my arms are the more swollen ones. But I just go all through my leg. Same concept. You know where you are most swollen. Now, if you have a trigger point in your back and you need that released, just grab your spouse, put some lotion on it, have them go right where that trigger point is if you can. If you have someone that can do that for you, then I would do that. These are game changers. First of all, the 10 minutes of walking, the 20 minutes of walking, guys, you can do this. You can do this. You will lose swelling from this. I promise you, you will feel different. Right now, with all the virus concerns, one of the biggest things we can do is really stimulate our lymphatic system to flow better so that we're not holding on to toxins. I try to make a habit of doing that every single night. Also, if you start first thing in the morning with um, a hot cup of lemon water, that will stimulate the lymphatic system as well. So just cycle all these. Just think every week, all these, these tips, if you just start making a list, you just start adding these tips each week, you're really going to start to see a difference in your health. Now my most exciting or my most favorite part of it is just being able to go through some of this data, uh, in this Jocko book, uh, or really just talking discipline and spirit is something that I really enjoy. And, uh, something I've always just had a prompting in my spirit on was the, a formula to create an online, uh, like Bible study you know, where we could talk, um, you know, sort of like fitness and health, but also talk, uh, about Jesus and the correspondence with that. So maybe pray about that. Cause I'd really like to be able to do something like that. Now, last week we talked about the code. Okay. We tied, if you didn't listen to that, you guys got to listen to that. That was really good. Um, and, and we talked about, um, finding what your ideal is, creating, uh, for yourself, uh, what your standards are, what your mission is, what your goals are, what is the path, you know, what path are you going to follow each day? And then his code he shared, you know, was to take care of his physical health, uh, to develop himself mentally, to not waste time, not waste money, to set goals, uh, Excel it at his job. You know, he went through the list. That was his code. That didn't need to be your code, you know? But I wanted you to really sit down and try to write that code. Because like for me and for my business and for my trainers, if I didn't have a code of ethics that I followed, we don't lean on equipment. We as trainers do not drink on the floor because you guys are paying us over a dollar a minute. We don't need to be drinking. It's not our hour, it's your hour. There's a whole code of ethics that I have as a business owner, you can ask any of my trainers, I'm intense about stuff like that. Um, I mean, really intense. So it matters to me, but now my trainers are intense. You know, they've learned that from me and they take it very seriously. But guys, it's really tough to uh, be successful from a health perspective if you haven't set yourself up for it and you're not daily trying to follow that type of a path. So the next uh, couple pages is called, What is the Path? And he says, the path is how you become what you want to be, who you want to be, and what the world needs you to be. It is how you reach your potential. It is the path of discipline that leads to freedom. The path is a war against weakness, so it leads to strength. The path is a war against ignorance, so it leads to knowledge. The path is a war against confusion, so it leads to understanding. The path is your life. And so the path is different for everyone. It is your goals, your dreams, what you want to become. The path is yours. But at the same time, much of the path is the same for everyone. The path is how you strive to become an eminently qualified human. I love that. How do I find the path? Finding the path isn't as hard as you think. Some of it is clearly defined in the code, in in that code that we just talked about. The rest of the path comes from simple questions you can ask yourself. What do you care about? Who do you want to be? What matters most to you? What are the most important things in your life? Who are the most important people in your life and what do they need from you? Answer those questions, then write down what you need to do to achieve them. Those things that you need to do, those are the things that you need to do, that you are supposed to do, that you know you must do. Those things are the path. The path is your head. It's right there waiting in your head for you to follow it. So let's go over those questions again. What do you care about? Who do you want to be? What matters most to you? What are the most important things in your life? Who are the most important people in your life and what do they need from you? Start writing this stuff down, guys. Get yourself a journal. Start from the beginning. Go back to the code, okay? But remember, the war against weakness leads to strength, okay? So what's the war against weakness? Don't allow yourself to be weak. Don't allow yourself to be in a position to accept weakness and just position yourself towards discipline and strong decisions. So if you're in a position to where you are feeling like, okay, whenever I go with my family, they always want to get fried chicken, right? They're always, they are always hungry for fried chicken. They always want to get biscuits. They always want to go get ice cream afterwards. I always come home feeling weak. I always come home feeling lethargic. And then the next three days I feel sick and I'm craving sugar. Okay. A war against weakness. So it leads to strength. What's the war against weakness? How do you need to position yourself against the weakness? Stop doing that. You don't have to dislike your family. You don't have to stop spending time with your family. Stop going to a fried chicken place with your family. You can show up at your family's house after they've gone to the fried chicken place. And after they've gone to the ice cream place, it's possible to get around doing this. Okay. So what is the next one? War against ignorance. So it leads to knowledge. The Bible says, lack of knowledge right that that we we literally or even a lack of vision will perish okay that's what the Bible says so if we're not improving ourselves on a regular basis trying to learn and understand what do ingredients mean what are the ingredients in our foods Uh, what, what does it mean if I take in sunflower oil every day? What does it mean if I'm eating soybean oil every day? What does it mean if I'm having high fructose corn syrup instead of stevia? What does that actually do for my body? Don't just consume it and continue to remain sick. Find knowledge, ignorance. We can't, it's, it's not bliss. Okay. So you're Gaining knowledge through this program. So just signing up for this program is putting you on that path against ignorance and putting you in a position to where now you know, you've got the knowledge, you know what you should be choosing. A war against confusion. So it leads to understanding. If you don't know, if you're sitting at home wondering if you should have dairy or not, figure it out. Find out about dairy. Find out if it's right for you. Ask your trainer, ask your nutrition coach. If you don't have any of those people, hire them. If you're in this group, prompt the question in the group and we'll start talking about it. But don't remain confused and don't continue to consume foods that could be damaging you just simply because you're confused. I don't really know what that ingredient is. Well, if you don't know what that ingredient is and you're not willing to take the time to Google it, don't have it because it's likely to be poisoning you, okay? But it does say the path of discipline is the path that leads to freedom. And I'm telling you what, it is the truth and it couldn't be more true. If you choose to be disciplined in your food, you'll be more disciplined in your exercise. People that are more disciplined in their exercise and in their eating are more disciplined in their finances. People that are more disciplined in cleaning their house and keeping things organized end up being more disciplined at work and more organized. They're able to respond to things faster, they can stay on top of things better. The reality is, is that discipline is at the root of all things amazing. That is the way to truly change your life. And Jocko's book, Discipline Equals Freedom is really a great book when it comes to that. So this is, you know, this is a great little snippet. Okay. But it's taking you from the code. All right. And it's taking you one step deeper from that code. Right, And it's saying, look, the path is how you strive to become better every day. What is your path? What are you putting on that path so that you can become better and more effective at everything you do? If you keep letting roadblocks stumble you, rather that be a friend, rather that be uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a snack that you keep purchasing a drive to work to where you keep seeing a restaurant or a grocery store that you keep going to that, you know, has certain things that you shouldn't have shoot, have the groceries delivered, then you can only have what you need delivered. You won't have anything that you shouldn't have. There's lots of different options now. And if you really, really need individual accountability, then hire someone. Hire a trainer, hire someone to do one-on-one health coaching like I do, but there are ways, but set yourself up for success. No one can determine this for you guys. This is you guys. You have to determine that code. You have to determine that path that's what's going to get you and keep you more successful. But the path of discipline when it comes to prepping your food or the path of discipline, when it comes to making sure you get your exercise in at the end of the day, you have to determine that schedule. You have to determine how to make that possible. Waking up, I have a client that just recently I said, listen, I know you're busy. I know you have a baby. Okay. But is there, any possible way you could wake up just 10 minutes earlier than what you are right now don't even try for 20 don't even try for 30 just 10 minutes earlier than what you're doing right now go get on the treadmill and start your day with 10 minutes and then you can do the rest of your cardio at the end of the day but get those lymphatic things in Get them worked in. Figure out what day you're going to the grocery store. Figure out what day you're putting meat in the crock pot. Figure out what day you're gonna get all those meals separated. What day you're gonna have pure plates delivered. What day you're gonna run by uh, bandanas and get a couple pounds of their meat. Uh, What day you're going to go to Costco and stock up on frozen vegetables. Have it in your schedule, have it organized. That's where the discipline starts and understanding what that plan and process is going to be. I really hope this helps you guys. And I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. It's just so pretty out. I hope you are able to get outside and really enjoy time with your family and keep focusing on feeling great. Remember those ideas for desserts in the beginning are there to keep you from the bad stuff. They're not part of a weight loss program. The only part they play in a weight loss program is when you've decided that you're going to have something that's off of your program. It is a much cleaner addition. It's a much cleaner, excuse me. It's a much cleaner thing to have instead of the regular, uh, you know, just normal cake that you would buy at the grocery store or a bakery, uh, you know, being able to have those better ingredients. That's just so important. Okay. So guys do your best. Don't just jump and start making muffins like crazy and getting overweight because you're eating too many muffins. Okay. Control. If you're already where you want to be with your weight loss, then sure. It's probably not going to be a big guy, big deal for you to add a couple of those each week. But watch yourself. Watch how you respond. If your weight pops up a lot from it, make it more of a treat and only have the treat every now and again then. So I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, Look at those links. Look at those recipes that I posted out there. And if you have questions, just post it out there in the group. I hope you all have a wonderful day. God bless you.